Hello, welcome to the CritCast podcast. We are your adventurers, uh, coming out with new adventure episodes every Wednesday. Um, I am joined here by my friends. Uh, let's go in order of my Roll20 list, uh, Tobias. Hello, I'm uh, Tobias Rufflin. I'm a uh, fighter, renowned fisherman here of the uh, the Dale. Uh, just a good-hearted working man trying to make a living. Awesome. Tobias, uh, tell us a little bit of your facial features and what you look like uh, for those listening in. Uh, so I am a six foot five, uh, 300 pound human. I uh, have a shaved head minus a mohawk down the middle. And I have a large beard. Um, I'm very weathered, face is very weathered, hands are very weathered, uh, very fair skin, and green eyes. Awesome. Perfect. Uh, thank you, Tobias. All right, and then we're going to go to Idana. All righty. Um, I am Idana Tiradon. I come from Neverwinter originally, and I am just traveling here in the Ten Towns area. I am a bit of a discoverer, one would say. I enjoy learning new things and finding things either one should or shouldn't find. I enjoy learning all that I can get my hands on. Um, I am about five foot seven i have pale blue skin dark brown and silver hair and i have unnatural red eyes perfect perfect thank you don and that brings us to you torval craghand hi i am torval craghand i'm a dwarf at uh, 230 years old uh, 4'7", 158-ish pounds. Um, I started my life uh, as a cleric, worshipping uh, the god Baron of True Silver and uh, the Mithril Halls. Now, once I kind of gained my clericship, I moved on to try and help negotiate some peace between some noble parties. The noble parties, they didn't too much care for my, uh, my brusque and matter-of-fact way of stating things. So from there, I made my way slowly from town to town till I made my way to the Tin Towns. Once I was in Tin Towns, though, the, the local clientele was uh, much more apt to uh, receive my sage wisdom and uh, made myself a living here among the fishing villages, helping settle disputes between farmers and fishermen alike, as well as just the general uh, mother-father family. Perfect. Uh, and as we established, uh earlier when we kind of got to know each other tell me and tell the people at home how you prefer to settle those uh, disputes and arguments amongst fishermen well so if one fisherman there is being uh, kind of an idiot I'll beat him over the head if two fishermen are being kind of an idiot I'll beat them both over the head that way at least the job gets done correctly 
<laughs> perfect, perfect. It kind of sums it up, all this together for this uh, rowdy dwarf. Thank you very much, Dwarvel. All right. Uh, and I am the DM. Uh, you can call me Tanner. Uh, you can find me at Tanman at Twitter. Uh, do you guys have anything to plug uh, or uh, drop any sort of tags or anything like that that you would like to? Um, sure, you can find me on Twitter at idemporter, I-D-E-M porter. Uh, I mostly just retweet things and post occasional art. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, don't don't expect anything fancy from my Twitter. I'm not going to lie. It's mostly UFC and Minnesota Vikings things. So uh, <laughs> and, and the occasional D&D &D stuff. So <laughs> if you like those things, come on over. Uh, <laughs> what about anyone else? I, uh, I don't understand Twitter. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, should we dive right into this then? Sounds yes. good with me. All right. Uh, I'm going to quickly roll that D4. Oh, I'll just do it in chat so we can just see who's going down. So three. Oh, perfect. Mac. That is me. That is me. Okay. So last we left off, our brave adventurers were traveling through the tundra. They had met some people in an inn. Uh, they all got together, discovered that uh, one of them is a pirate. She's seen many things. There's a fisherman and one, a uh, very grouchy dwarf cleric. Uh, they decided to... Go and find some work uh, and to investigate some murders that have been happening in Tin Towns. They ended up traveling to a inn called. I can pull up my notes. Yeah. Uh, Big Bear. Called. Inn. Yeah, well, I'm talking about the end of the trail. Oh, inn, yes. Where they discovered. And talk to a Miss Torga. And that is where we left off. Yes, perfect. Uh, let me set some music here as we go back into the Trails End Tavern. So you enter this tavern after a uh, brief uh, step out with a freezing cold. Uh, you see in front of you the dwarf uh, who has dark red hair, very mean looking, very uncomfortable. Uh, glare about them as you walk in. Uh, you see that the normal patrons about this tavern are uh, just kind of about themselves, busy and uh, drinking and being merry. Uh, besides this one table and a very nervous bartender, um, that's really all that's going on. There's a band playing, uh, the light is low, and besides the blizzard outside, it's quite warm and inviting in this kind of shady establishment. Um, what would you like to do? I, uh, I take Idana's hand and I, oh. I walk her over to the table with Torga and go, remember that, that pirate? You know, that's all the sharks and the krakens and everything? Well, this is her. This is, here she is. Oh, you introduced me last week. Hello. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. 
Uh, a shark, you said? Uh, yes, it's it's quite common when you're out on the water. Mm, see, us dwarf types never really like to go uh, on the waters, if we can avoid it, especially where I'm from. Tell me, what kind of things have you caught out there? Um, well, mostly I just tended to watching the ship. I, it wasn't really a, a fishing vessel. It was more of an exploration mm. vessel, as one would say. <laughs> she smiles and looks at the dwarf companion next to her and kind of hits him and she says, Ah, exploration vessel. I, I catch what you're putting down. I, too, uh, have been uh, doing so many dealings with these exploration uh, ships of your type. Tell me, which one did you serve on? Um. Oh, let me look at my notes. Hold on. Where are those notes? She's the nervous type, you know, Torja. So you, got, you have to excuse her. She's it's been a while since she was on the ship. She has to think back to it. No, it's okay. It feels like any ship hasn't been around in quite some time. I've seen that it's uh, been uh, frozen for the past two years here. See, since the rhyme of the Frost Maiden has been here, we don't really see explore vessels of your types that often anymore. Yeah, that's, that's quite understandable. Um... Oh. Bugger, what was the name of that ship? Would you like me to tell you? Or would you like something to make something up? Oh, please tell me. I can't find it. Too many... The too many Dark notes. Duchess. The Dark Duchess. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I sailed aboard a ship. I'm not sure if you've heard of it before, but it, it was called the Dark Duchess. Uh, with that uh, information... Uh, both of them freeze and look at each other with a very uh, obvious glance as they look over you three very carefully. What's your game? Do you come here and mock us? Uh, no, no, no mocking at all. You asked me a simple question and I replied. Tell me, if you were on the Dark Duchess, how could you have even survived the crash? See, it was it was quite a crash, that's for sure. Um, you know, I don't quite remember it honestly. I I remember the crash, and God, I remember that water being so cold. Um, and. Then I just kind of found myself awake here in town. They look at each other very, very closely. Uh, and then they look at you up and down and look at your friends. Uh, wave to the timid bartender with a two-finger sophisticated, like, just get over here, wave. <laughs> uh, as they wave the bartender over, he's shaking, he's nervous, he's eyeing the door. Uh, he sets things, uh, uh, a few drinks down in front of you as she says, Here, yeah, you must have been so, so cold out there. Maybe this will warm up your bones a little bit. 
Oh, um, thank you. I mean, it's it's been a few months, but uh, thank you. And they look at each other again. A few months, you say? You really are from the Dark Duchess, aren't you? Yes, I am. So what about your companions? Um, they're, they're locals, I believe. Um, one is from town, and I believe the other is just from the area. You, from town, where are you from? That's you. Is that me? No. I, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm from, uh, I'm from all over, really. I, uh, originally was born, uh, in Mithril Hall. I don't know what business of that is yours, but I give it freely enough. Hmm. And did you arrive here on the same vessel? Oh, no, no, no. I, uh, I made my way through foot. I did not, did not, would not set foot on any, uh, <laughs> no, you won't catch me dead on a ship. Hmm. Interesting. And you? Where are you from? Torga, you know me. It's Tobias. Dugan's Hole, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quite an odd group to have found each other in uncircum... Un unfortunate circumstances, it seems. And yet, favor rewards us. Hmm. It must be Orel's doing. Tell me, if you're from the Dark Duchess, then you know our companion, and that is why I assume you're here, yes? But to a certain degree, yes. Well, good. Well, then maybe you can talk some sense into him, because I have not been able to even get a word in with him. Uh, he's not even going by his own name anymore. It is quite a disappointment. Uh, he's such a good, good worker, but lately he's been distracted by his hobbies. <sighs> but you know how men are with their swords. I looks at that. Looks at the other two and says... So tell me, tell me a tale of what you know about these murders. Oh God, um, well, I, I know it was kind of an odd thing that happened. They just kind of started happening. There were, um, a few people that were killed, uh, no mm. real explanation or knowledge as to how or why wanted it to be do. uh go ahead they do seem to be following your troop around though mm, yes yes wouldn't it be odd if there was just a simple explanation the final piece to your puzzle i'll tell you Give what piece. i can help you out but it doesn't come free see in brinchander the Black Iron Blades have lost their caravan. This caravan is quite valuable to me, not by the contents, but by who drives it. They haven't been seen in three days. They are usually very punctual, and if they're not punctual, they are dead. And I need to know if they are punctual, or, as I suspect, dead, or, like, heaven forbid, they are thieves and stealing from me because then we deal with them in our own way. What do you say? A simple deed for a deed. A deed for information, perhaps. 
Is that the value of a human life to you? <laughs> this is, uh, interesting. I value human life as much as anyone here in the Dell. We do what we can, but like I said, it is of great value to me. I'm just trying to get some gold, Torka. And I was trying to find this supposed killer. And now I have to go off and do your bidding, too? No, uh, yeah. Uh, this is true. It's quite a pickle. Uh, the information I could give you about this killer is quite, uh, quite valuable to your quest. I would say that maybe even the last piece to your puzzle, but like I said, I can't just give it to you without you doing me a deed. I don't think it'll be too anything too much for you, Torga, but uh, if you're looking for gold, maybe I can give you a discount uh, at the Black Iron Blades. I'll talk to the merchant, just for you. Not your companions, though. All right, fine, your companions, you talked me into it. <laughs> great, great. Uh, as far as this deed goes, where did you last see this uh, caravan? Oh, see, this is the tricky part. Uh, on the east way, uh, so back up north and then to the east through Bryn Shanda towards East Haven. About halfway through is when we last uh, assumed tracks. It's, uh, it's, we had a horse return, return to us, severed from its ties about a day back, uh, extremely dehydrated. So I assume about halfway, but it is just a rough estimate. And with the snow and blizzard outside, who knows the kind of danger that is out that door. That does seem to be the typical thing in this area, as I've come to learn. If we go save this person, we go to save them to save a life. And if one more person dies because they've been following around your caravan with information that you're withholding, I want you to know that I'm going to be holding you personally responsible for this. Mm. Torga, 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 I appreciate the uh, view of sentiment that you have established for these Icewood and Dale folks, but I'm going to be honest. I don't do well with threats, and you know that, and I feel like we have a very simple understanding. People disappear here all the time, Torga. All the time. Who's this Torga? Oh, I'm sorry, not Torga. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, I'm glad you said that. Zzz, Tobias. <laughs> this okay. was, in fact, Torval. Torval. I got to get yeah. used to you guys' uh, voices. I'm sorry. <laughs> Torval. Torga, Torval. Torga, Torval, Craghand. I'm sorry, Tobias. but... Tobias. Tobias. I'm just going to go through all of you. Please leave my tavern. <laughs> your ta this is your tavern? Mm-hmm. No, That's right. Not your... No, no way, it's your tavern. Why is the barkeep so scared of you, then? Mm, he's not it's scared your of us. It's, he's scared of who waits outside. Who waits outside, Torga? The unknown. There's well, only I'd one like way to find out. I'd like to meet this unknown. 
in due time, my dear friends. In due time, but please, like I said, time is of the essence. I would hate to this person to freeze over such menial manners of who's owning what and who happens to be outside and where and who uh, they kill. Well, it doesn't sound like we're going to be getting this information any other way. Alright, let's just go take care of this. And I, uh, I, I stomp over the door. Awesome. So as you guys get up and leave, uh, you uh, notice that the barkeep uh, is still very terrified, uh, but has kind of loosened up a little bit. Uh, he doesn't seem to be as nervous, uh, which I don't know if you will read into... Um, a good sign or a bad sign, I guess. Uh, with a perception check uh, of, yeah. I'll say, DC 15, I'll give you a little more information. Oh my gosh, just knocks it out of the park with a quick. <laughs> yeah, so it's time has passed enough that he thinks that the person who went outside uh, that you are looking for, Sephic, uh, is the name that we've established. Sephic mm -hmm. is probably gone by now. Didn't seem to stay around. Hopefully. Hopefully. I'm rolling right now. Hm. Here's my one crit for the night, so uh, I'm done. Y'all yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. enjoy combat. I'm going to just be yeah. sitting here. <laughs> yeah. This is an interesting roll. Okay. All right, so we let's go outside into the blizzard. All right, so as you guys step outside, the wind has swept up snow and is hitting your face. It is like daggers against your skin, uh, cutting uh, just brutally cold again. It is negative 49 at all times here. Uh, the frost maiden cursed this land in the uh, ever winter uh, to never have another sunrise again. So it is just blisteringly cold. It is blowing in all directions. Um, as Do you I guys... Are? What's that? Do I notice how cold the other two are? Do I notice yes. how cold Donna and Thorval are? I... Uh, Yes. Uh, in fact, why don't you give me a perception check? Or, or an investigation, your choice. Okay. Yes, you can see that they are, uh, for the most part, pretty pretty uncomfortable right now. Would it be fair to say, Idan and Torvaral? Yeah. I mean, I've got my cold clothes, but, you know, they only do so much. It is the Icewind Dale, after all. Yeah. Perfect. Anything else you want to observe or add to that? At all, Tobias? Nope. Okay. Um... Could I make a check and see if my old crewmate may have gone anywhere if I can maybe find yes. his tracks. Very good. Make me a either a nature check or survival check. 
Um, I'll make a survival. I feel like that's fitting, looking through the snow. 18. 18, perfect. Do you notice that there is a set of dog sled prints, a set of what looks like uh, heavy horse prints that have started to fill up in the snow. They look like they've been a little bit, uh, I guess they're a little bit older in uh, since they've been put down, and a handful of humanoid footprints. They lead in all directions. A fairly new footprint heads north towards Brinshander. Okay. Um, I do think the person that I'm interested in may be headed in the same direction we are. Um, what say you? We vaguely follow these footsteps, see if we might come across anything. And if not, we'll just head up to where we need to to try and find this missing person. Yeah, I, uh... What time of day, what time of day is it? It is, uh... It is <laughs> essentially nighttime. However, it's always nighttime. Uh, so right. it would be, like, evening, if you could imagine the sun placement, probably around 7 o'clock. So the, uh... Blue and white shimmer uh, borealis is not up right now, right? That's, not uh, currently. It is yeah. always gleaming and sh and in the background, kind of like the moon on a sunny day. However, it doesn't always shine brightly. All right, so it's pretty dark right now. Dark, very dark, especially with the uh, blizzard snow starting to build up on you. Speaking of I which, know. I need to set a timer. Oh, boy. Oh, well, guys, uh, being a, a local here, I think maybe we uh, need to find a spot to nest down for the night. And we're not welcome here, so. Yeah, that makes things a little difficult. Uh, is there any other buildings around? Like, no. Like a, maybe a, a, there's not a place like the dogs might stay put up for the night or anything like that? There is actually, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, give me an investigation check. I'll, I'll, uh, we'll see what kind of comfortability this has. Oh, boy. Oh, it's small. Boy. It's, uh, what do you call them? Those, I don't know if you've ever seen in, uh, those Alaska, uh, wilderness survival shows, people that keep sled dog houses that are just basic little wood boxes with the, uh, like a little bit of, uh, fur or something lining the walls to try to keep some of the warmth in, but not much. Yeah, that's what you're looking at. Awesome. How, how big is the opening in the uh <laughs> it's probably <laughs> about a uh, four foot <laughs> so my 300 pound stature will it squeeze in there or no not comfortably without okay. breaking it yeah i was gonna say without breaking it i don't know you'd probably squeeze in okay-ish but your weight would definitely collapse it on itself okay so the other two fit inside <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm only about five foot seven. And then we got a dwarf, so I mean, I feel like a dwarf I could squeeze in pretty easily. May I uh, create destroy water a uh, igloo? That was my second idea. Create destroy water with an igloo. Uh, give me, yeah, throw it in chat. Let's see here. You can, 
Either in create Vanlard. or destroy water. Create water. You create up to 10 gallons of clean water within range. Um, or, or maybe like destroy out like under, so we can get like a dugout underneath the snow or something. Hmm. Hmm. Let me see. What kind of equipment do I have? Do I have a shovel or anything? I will say you could... No. There's too much snow. There's not really... Actually, no. I, I take that back. There is... Uh, Icewind Dale does have a foundation underneath. It's glacial, so you can get down to the glacial ice part. It would be a pretty deep hole, but yeah, absolutely. I'd give you that. For 10 gallons worth, I'd give you 10 gallons worth of snow out of the way. I got an idea. Uh, maybe you can give me a hand here on, in the construction of this, because I haven't seen this kind of thing myself, but what if I used uh, some of my uh, some, of, some of my deity's power to create us a shelter. Maybe you can guide me in the direction of how we would do this so that it'll be structurally sound, but give us a place out of the elements. Uh, yeah. Uh, DM, do you see any trees in the area? Um, just a few scraggly, uh, what do you call them, pine trees. Like, are, are they like, like thick based, they small based? Small based, uh, I would say you're probably looking about... Oh, maybe a foot wide, thick. Okay. Uh, could I could I snap them pretty easily? Could I snap them over pretty easily? You could hack them away pretty easily. Uh, okay. yeah, with a with a strength check, yeah. If you want to start hacking away, absolutely. Not, so, so Torvo, my my thinking here is, you dig out a spot in the snow, and then we take some trees and kind of lay it over, just to block some of this wind. Yeah. Yeah, that seems fine. And I will cast uh, Destroy Water and just kind of destroy out, like, in the snow, like a little depression in the ground so that we can lay, like, sticks across the top and okay. give us a little bit of shelter. Okay. Okay, perfect. So as we're starting to do this, the snow is starting to build up. I need a strength check for anyone who is hacking away trying to get some of these trees down. I will give you guidance on that while you're out hacking. So well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so for the first tree, a 23 gets you through. So that okay. gives you about, uh, I would say, 10 feet of tree to use. How many, how many trees do we have in the area? Like, you can, give me, uh... I'm going to roll a d6. Let me roll it in the chat here. Let's see what we got. Two. <laughs> Two trees. Okay, cool. I'm gonna go for my, the second tree. All right. Oh, nice. All right. So <laughs> you're able to get through that second tree, giving you a total of 20 feet. How do you want to use it? Uh, oh, Idana, give me a perception check. My timer just went off. <laughs> Is that exactly what I needed? Yep. Cool. All right. What do I see? Uh, not yet. Not yet. I'll let you uh, okay. finish what you're doing. Uh, they, uh, this isn't quite happening yet. I'll explain to you in just one second as I ask one question to them. How are you guys arranging it? Is it just kind of like a basic, like uh, the logs are, are going to stand up to just kind of obscure the wind direction? Are, are there branches like we can yes you can use branches on it yeah absolutely basic pine uh tree branches so yes it'll block wind it'll give you a little right. bit of protection so 
take the t take two of them and we like put them at the back at like a 45 degree and I just like tie them together. That way like the front's pretty much wide open but the back and the sides are kind of closed off. Okay, and now where is everyone sitting at this exact moment? Um... I'll put my big body to try and block the front entrance. Is this thing built already? Or are we in the process of building it? I would say we're currently in the process of tying things together uh, and getting it stapled. It won't be quite... I, I won't give it fast enough. Uh, I got to stall a little bit uh, just to make it more realistic, but yes. Uh, in the, it, it doesn't seem like it's a very complicated process, and two hands are making busy work. So getting close to being finished. Okay, I'll, I would probably um, just be keeping watch. Okay. See what's going on in the area. Perfect, that works, because with that 13 in perception that you rolled, you're starting to notice a very large shadow that seems to be moving against the other lighted shadows and darker areas. You can definitely tell a creature is in your area. I will very subtly lean over to the other two, just kind of nudge them with my elbow. Um. So there's something nearby. I'm not sure if it knows we are here yet, but if we can try and make this as unnoticeable as possible, I think that would be for our best benefit. Otherwise, we might have a visitor very soon. I, uh, I have my back here, and I, I whip around. I'm like, where is it? What is it? I'll does it look like a gadget? Um, how big does this thing look, DM? Bigger than the tree. I'll kind of just nervously point towards it. Um, I don't think you'll be catching that anytime soon. That sucker's big. How close are we to finishing this? Uh, almost, almost there. I turn around and get finishing up tying up the last little bit. Trees together. Give me a... In your haste, give me an... A straight up dex check. This one. See of if hand? these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll go sleight of hand. That's even better. Yeah, let's do sleight of hand to see if these knots are going to hold up against this wind, or if you can need to have, retie. Uh, can he have advantage because I'm uh, assisting him in this? I will say, uh, you can both roll a sleight of hand. Okay. We have a rogue in the party who's not rolling oh, slightly. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's so good rolls. Can it's so I see good them rolls. fumbling with this and try and help them? <laughs> I hey, will... wait, wait. I, I would like to point out, I'm a fisherman and I can't tie knots. <laughs> <laughs> not when you notice that there's something big and looming on, on your distance. And with that, the fort collapses in on itself oh, no. making a very large thud and that is when you all can start to hear the very distinct sound of loud footprints in the snow consuming very large areas of snow with each step crunching 
down, coming closer to you. What would you like to do? Can I just try digging into the snow a little bit? Like, I personally know if you dig into the snow and, like, lay something down in the snow and cover yourself up, that acts as an underground igloo and your body heat plus the surrounding, like, snow will create a good enough, like, little dugout. Right. And you're mostly covered. The question so is, I, like, would... Tana know that. <laughs> I will say with can a history check, you can definitely know that. With a history, history check, I will say. Uh, no, yeah, we'll, we'll do. I'll say history or survive. Yeah, we'll say nature or survival DC thirteen. Keep it simple. Okay, I'm gonna go with the survival five yeah doesn't know. She's, she's <laughs> so with all this happening you do notice that the light of that inn uh that you just uh left seems very very welcoming uh however very faint compared to when you left it how long have we been outside you have been outside for a total of 45 minutes Ooh. I think perhaps we should make it back to the inn. I think so, whether we're welcome or not. I don't fancy getting killed by whatever this might be. There's a lot more people inside, though, that might want to fight us. There's one creature out here. You can all see that some of the trees in your uh, east are starting to break and move about a hundred yards away. How big are these trees? These trees would be taller. Uh, I, I don't want to say. I can't. What's kind of what's the c word for pine trees that are really tall? Con, uh, yeah, you know, uh, they're pine Conifer? trees that. Conifer? Yeah, yeah. There you go. That are super tall. Uh, they're, yeah, really high up, about thirty feet or so, starting to move. You can see some of the tops of them move out of the way. Donna, you're not scared. You fought a kraken before. We're fine. I didn't fight the bloody kraken. I just saw it. I didn't fight it. Can I tell what this thing is that's coming towards us? Have I seen anything like this before? We even see it. You cannot quite see it. You can tell by the sound. Uh, it is very, very large. Uh, there seems to be multiple footprints. Uh, making contact in the snow. Uh, it seems to carry a decent amount of... Oh, no, that would all be the same. Yeah, not really. You can just see that it's a very, very, very large mass shadow kind of moving in the trees, kind of heading your yeah. way. Not in a fast speed, but just moving your way. Yeah, can I call out giant, like, hello? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'd like to call that like hello in giant. I don't know how that sounds because I don't know what giant speak actually. But... Probably very gravelly and low. Yeah. <laughs> that, would <laughs> that works as you call out. It stops moving. Hear anything? Does anything just talk back? Nothing that can be heard without a roll of, oh, we'll call it a perception check against the wind. Cool. Nat 20. 
Yes. Perception is just my thing tonight. Yeah, you're, you're just killing it. Uh, you can hear more speaking in giant, kind of in the distance. You're not able to make it out, but you do know that it's giant. It sounds familiar. Even with a nat twenty. With a nat twenty, yes. I don't want. I don't want to give this away quite yet, because I want to <laughs> see what you do. Okay, I. Uh... I go, I'm like the Grinch, uh, the Jim Carrey version, and go like, how are you? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> the shadow uh, starts to uh, move forward, increasing in speed. I asked you first. <laughs> <laughs> and that is when Can you I see tell? a, uh, <laughs> as you come and directly in front of you, you see two woolly mammoths step into visible line with two goliaths sitting directly on top of them as they are walking directly to you in a very fast pace. Um. Oh, this is not nearly as I thought it would be. It, it's not fine. We're fine. Goliaths. I know the goliaths. I'll talk to them. Okay. As I'll the trust goliaths... you on this one, but Go ahead, go ahead. So I'll trust you on this time, but oh, I feel like we might be on thin ice, not metaphorically speaking. <laughs> I, uh, I, I wave at them, uh, either friendly, they're gonna, like, attack me. Yeah, yeah, I would say, uh, as they've got closer, you can now make it out. They don't seem to be a talking bunch, but they see you waving, uh, they look a little confused. And they wave back in the same gesture. Uh, they don't I, seem to be aggressive. I, uh, I slowly walk up and I ask them what they're doing out here, this far from the, the tribe land. Um, in Giant, they reply, We come because of the storm. We will take what is left from those who cannot survive, and we will survive with what's left. And I, okay, uh, well, we have nothing. Yes. We're building, we're building a little TP, if you will. Survive the night. Do you not know that this is a terrible idea? Well, I mean... It's... They look at each other, uh, and one of them takes a uh, pack of wood and throws it down for kindling so you can at least start a fire. And they look at you and <laughs> nod as they start to move forward and they say, Good luck on your rating, brother. So they at least give you some wood for the night as they move on. Uh, what you are noticing now is that the blizzard is still raging. However, the light in the inn is now out. Oh boy. Um, can I get started on making this fire? Yes. I'm back, I apologize. No, you're good. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Yes, you can get started on a, let's do survival check to get this fire going. Uh, we'll just call it a basic five. You know how to start a fire. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You get this baby fire. going. You're nice and toasty with this fire. Uh, you're you're quite happy with uh, the amount that of wood that you got because you were able to build that perfect TP uh, of a fire to where it starts to really boom up. Uh, does anyone want to secure some of the uh, fallen tree branches and poles to make shift a shelter for the next uh, chunk of time until the blizzard goes out. You only have one more hour of blizzard that I have rolled and then you can travel again. Yes, I uh, would like to do that, but I want to throw these goliaths something in return for yeah. giving us firewood. Yeah. Um, let me... Which would definitely be something the goliaths would appreciate. They get the uh, kind of survival. You scratch their backs, they would uh, they'll scratch your backs. Right. Um. I don't have a lot of my equipment. I could give them. It's not about. It's just mostly about useful items. Think of it that way. That seems to be more than uh, gold itself are useful items here in Icewind Dale. Maybe right. a shovel will make or break a uh, negotiation. Maybe that ice pick or that simple warm blanket could uh, save negotiations, kind of a thing. Right. I uh, I give them one of my hand axes that I use chopping down the trees. Uh, they take it. Thank you. This will be good for us. I appreciate this. Not a problem, friend. Hope to see you again. Of course. Good ratings as they move on. Uh, going about their business. Uh, so, uh, with the fire going, you are able to go through. Uh, I just rolled. There are no more encounters for the rest of this blizzard. So you are able to sit down and... Uh, get comfortable for the next hour in this uh, terrible storm. Uh, you do have this fire that Idana has um, created for you. Um, as the blizzard, I'm going to drop the sound of the blizzard for my sake. Um, as you are uh, kind of coming to with the sight of the snow from all over uh, sweeping around is now starting to get still. Uh, it is quiet. It is now uh, dead of night. About oh, well I wouldn't say dead of night. You're about 10 o'clock uh, 10.30ish closer by the time the snow has officially moved on. The storm has left. It is peaceful. It is still. It is a fresh blanket of white covered snow across a desolate landscape. The Aurora Borealis is shining in all of its majesty directly above your head, and there is not a sound to be heard besides your own. What would you like to do? Did any of this sleep at all, at all, while we were doing this? No. No, no. It, in fact, I don't even think you would be able to sleep. It was a, right. you're just waiting out a blizzard. Uh, I mean, if, if for flavor-wise, if you wanted to try to go to sleep, by all means. But I don't think you've lost any HP or any... Right, no. I was just, I'd never be like, you know, snoozing, just like waiting at the blizzard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you want to... Yeah, I mean, you could be... You can definitely try to snooze away the, the last of this blizzard if you want. Uh, don't... Yeah, absolutely you can. <laughs> uh, what is everyone else doing for this last section of blizzard as it's uh, as it uh, leaves? Um, Idana would probably 
just be tending to the fire and making sure that it survives. I just uh just huddling and and waiting. Yep. Tobias, uh, roll me a perception check. Roll you a perception. This one's gonna go against your secret. So if you roll a certain number, I'm gonna pull you into, uh, or I'm gonna message you. <laughs> okay, I gotta message you really quick. I don't want this to be any sort of spoilers. All oh. right, so I had to pull them aside and kind of reveal some secret information. Uh, I'll probably be doing the same with you guys as the story progresses. Um, I just don't want it to spoil out. Secret secrets, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Uh, so uh, the storm's gone down to the north would be Brinshander, uh, and then east of Brinshander would be towards the... Uh, caravan that hopefully is still uh, the guy is still surviving um, for your information about Sephic uh, anything else that you guys want to do before I imagine you start heading that way I uh, I would like to get up do a little stretch as I have awoken from my little slumber and I, uh, I look up at the sky and go are we we shouldn't have any more bad weather for a while, what it looks like. Well, that's good news. Huh, all this weather is bad weather. Uh, well, better than blizzards, don't you say? Hey, there's no blizzards underground, though. That's that's where I wish I were. No, just dragons and mind flares. <laughs> no, dragons, mind flares, they're no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Not when you got a Kraken that is your side. I haven't seen you in combat yet, my friends, but hope too soon. I mean, Hopefully not too soon. Yeah. <laughs> I was distorted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very in character. So as you come through uh, uh you notice that Brinshander, the people are all standing in the center of town. Let me pull up the Brinshander map and I'll point it out to you. Uh, let's go back to this lovely area. Brinshander is a walled city uh, of the uh, 1200 population. Uh, it's the largest population in Icewind Dale. Um, it is a walled city that keeps out all the creatures and dangers from the Arctic Tundra. Um, Brinshander is the most wealthiest, uh, as I said, because of the population size as well as the trading post. It's kind of right in the center of everything else, and it's a very, very important uh, city to maintain for Icewind Dale's success. Uh, you guys are able to make it in through the southwest gate, which is here at the bottom. Uh, however, everyone seems to be here in the middle of the town watching the public execution, or what you can only imagine is the end of the human sacrifice. Would you like? What would you like to do? Hmm. About how long would you say it took for us to travel back here? It was about, uh, with the clear weather, you guys made it in two hours. Oof. 
So we're pretty getting pretty late now, yep. right? Yeah. You're about yeah, you're about midnight, and despite that time, uh, you see the masses of people standing outside, watching a lady strip bare uh, to only garments, uh, real light garments, tied to a pole, uh, left to freeze out as she has won the lottery. <sighs> well, no, this is this is pretty normal. Do we want to just go find a place to rest? I'm cold. It's late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can. Uh, we can go find a place to lay down. I do wonder though, why they always call it winning the lottery? I mean, it's like you lose to me. I. It does look like they lose, but to each god has their own separate ways and the ways of worship. I think I might go pay respects to this woman before turning in. We'll come along with you. And I will head to the center of town where this lady is, uh, you know, being not going to be with us any longer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you are able to kind of step side by side, uh, excusing yourself through the crowd of people. Uh, you notice that there's a certain atmosphere, a certain tone a very reverent a quiet respect as people who are dressed not great for this weather are sacrificing different things of their own some are sacrificing warmth and not dressing in winter clothes and just being completely cold and frozen some are sacrificing food that you can see in their faces maybe they've sacrificed a little too much food but that's really all they can sacrifice here in Icewind Dale some people sacrifice as you see here, uh, standing in front of you, this poor woman, as she is almost completely frozen, staring at the ground. The only thing that's really moving about her is her tips of hair that haven't been completely frozen by the wind yet. The damn shame. Oh, off to bed. Agreed. I will just take a quiet moment, bow my head, and uh, then turn and follow. Perfect. <clears throat> and for you, you notice that that moment means, in this area, means a lot to the people, especially for uh, people that don't really know, because these kinds of customs usually raise a lot of eyebrows, a lot of skepticism, a lot of questions, and there seems to be uh, a lot of problems that arise with these, but the townsfolk willingly do this. Um, let me answer one question really quick here. Uh, you guys are making your way to the North Look Tavern and Inn, which is actually right next to, uh, <laughs> not next to, it's about Kitty Corner. So, uh, I'll say a little bit east of where this, uh, event is taking place. I don't necessarily agree with these practices, but I have to respect their Commitment to the faith. I mean, people will believe what they want to, and if it gives them some sort of comfort of mind, who am I to say they shouldn't be doing this? I'm just glad that Baron R doesn't ask me to do this. <laughs> and with that, you guys are able to step inside the North Look Inn. It is 
a uh, again a typical tavern people making merry uh, getting to know each other the uh, barkeep is moving around uh, not super fast um, Scram Sax is the barkeep's name uh, a retired sellsword uh, kind of knows full well the cycles of adventurers lives and often cuts people a break uh, uh, customers and who and you know those who are between jobs uh, he kind of allows them to stay here on credit but it's uh, <laughs> uh, what's the best he, he, he uh, puts uh, what do you call it interest on it uh, the interest is ridiculous so he kind of takes advantage of people uh, but for the most part as long as you're paying he doesn't seem to uh, shortchange you only if he knows he can get around getting a little more from you Willie Scrimsex comes up to you in his kind of um, gruff attire He's got stains on his uh, shirt. Uh, his sleeves are rolled up. He is about 5'10". He's got fading thin hair up top and long uh, uh, hair down the sides and the back of his uh, shoulders, or the back of his head that touched down to his shoulders. It's brown. It's kind of matted. Doesn't look like he's been super well kept. It looks like he hasn't been sleeping these past couple of days as he uh, comes to you and he asks oh oh hello it's uh quite late what can i get for you sack my man how are you doing can i give him a big old hug <laughs> as he give him a big old hug he he kind of just he gives you that like oh uh, uh, i roll like all right i guess this is your hugger <laughs> he's he kind of just getting used to the the politeness the friendliness of you and he's like oh yeah Oh, uh, yeah. I'm good. Uh, how are you? Good, good. We uh, need rooms for the night and food. Mm, are you uh, here to be conducting business again? Always. Mm, uh, nothing that's going to be causing a problem in my establishment. Oh, you know me, Zach. So, no? <laughs> Hit or miss. Uh, all right. All right, well, if you can, just try to take it outside if you could. Uh, just uh, just three rooms? Yeah, put it all on my tab. All right, all on your tab. You got it, you got it, you got it. Uh, any L's or any food for you? Uh, L and food for me, yes. You have to ask the other two what they'd want. Oh, I would take something warm, please. I have L and food for me, too. Food and cider. What do you want? Uh, who, who are you asking? Sorry, uh, sorry. Uh, Idana. I have uh, ale, food, and cider. Um, I'll, I'll take a cider and some food. All right, okay. Two ales, two foods, one cider, one food. Okay, I got this, I got this. And he kind of scrambles back to the kitchen and starts getting things ready. Uh, the atmosphere of the bar is starting to uh, liven up a little bit as people are starting to make more merry now that it is officially past the uh, midnight hour. Uh, some people are talking about how lucky they are that they didn't make it. Uh, their names didn't get made to the lottery. Some of them are talking about the rumors of those who can bribe their way out of the lottery. Some are even talking about why we even do a lottery. Why can't we just sacrifice food or warmth? Why do we have to give in to this? Uh, but that person is quite shunned in their <laughs> uh, reasoning and with the others. Um, 
Scrimsax comes forward and sets down the three plates of food and the two ales and the cider. And he looks at you and he says, all right, here's the keys. Uh, sets them down. He's like, please, if there's anything else, uh, uh, let me know. Uh, just wave me down. It's kind of a busy night, as you can see. And he gets off and he starts uh, rolling around and gets into it. Uh, at this moment, what would you guys like to do? Um... Could I look around and see what sort of folks are here in the tavern? Yes. So, Just uh, get a feel for what's going on. Yeah. Here, Give me a perception check. Perception or investigation? I'll do perception. Seems to be the hot ticket. That oh, wow. One. How's oh, it? Oh, everyone? My food. <laughs> balances out, gives him all the net 20s for perception. Alright, so you're looking around, you can see the basics. Uh, you see some of the faces that you saw uh, of the people outside uh, mourning this lady. Um, you also see many uh, familiar faces from your time that you've made in Icewind Dale, but no names really stand out to you. Uh, you see the basic uh, dwarves, halflings, elves, half-elves, um, uh, there's even a tabaxi uh, sitting in the corner uh, that looks like they have spent some time as a swashbuckler. Uh, they look like uh, they have a Spanish style hat with the feather you know, flopping out. Uh, conquistador. Yeah, conquistador. Uh, they have, <laughs> they have calico, orange kind of ginger fur, uh, and a rapier at the side, and they wear boots. Very cool. Well, I'll just keep to myself and eat my food and enjoy my drink. Okay. Do I see any blue eyes? Magical blue eyes. Roll me a perception check. You think you did, but you're not quite sure. I, uh, I look at four of them and I go, hey, I think I just saw blue eyes shimmer through the crowd. Did you see him? I, I don't know. Uh, let me take a look. And I'll kind of make a once around the room. Keeping on the eye out as well. I will. And uh, I'm going to roll. Where's my sheet at? Sorry. Mm -hmm. No, I'm a problem. Pulling up. Perception. Ooh, that's good. Woohoo! Dirty 20. You with a dirty 20 happen to see a pair of blue eyes look over their shoulder as they scurry out the door looking directly into your eyes as they close the door behind them. I will try and make eye contact with Tobias real quick and I will follow. Okay. Like, you know, kind of like do the eye contact across the room and then like kind of point towards the door as I make my way towards the door. Perfect. So as you start to get up and make your way towards the door, the crowd of people are still dancing around. Make me an athletics check to see how quickly you are able to make it to that door. Things are happening very quickly at this moment. Can, uh, me, me falling behind him, can I just use my large body and just like push people out of the way? Yes, absolutely. With the 21, you two are able to bust through people. You know, they're they're drunken people, so they're stammering a little bit. Stepping side to side, like, oh my goodness, I, hey, watch out, are you? But you don't care. You're not paying them any attention. You have bigger worries to uh, deal with right now as you both leave the door. You step out into the... Uh, where'd you... Um, hello? Where'd you... Uh, okay, goodbye. <laughs> 
<laughs> Idana, do, you oh, want, no. do you want to quickly follow? You're, you don't have to worry about paying or anything. It's all been under the tab. I'll try and scurry after them as I I see my two friends just ditch me and run off. Okay, give me, <laughs> oh, no. give me an athletics check as well. I want to see how, how long it takes you with these uh, patrons of the bar. Okay, yeah, you're moving through. There, there's been a pretty good tunnel that you're able to, or a pathway that uh, your friends have paved through with the patrons here as you step outside. Uh, you all step outside, and it is back to its blistering cold, negative 49 degrees. The Aurora Borealis, again, and all of its majesty are shining. And that blue, blue eyes that stared back at you are still burning in your head. You look around, and you see only footprints directly in front of you. Those footprints... Are either of you good at trekking? Sorry. No, you're good. I was just going to say those footprints lead directly to the lady that was frozen. I, uh... want to investigate. If possible, I walk up to the lady and investigate around the area. Okay. Not stepping on the footprints. They're already there, though. Like, two step beside those place footprints. Okay. That is terrible. Are you investigating... Give me a little bit more of what you're looking uh, at. So, I... I want to follow the footprints up to the lady on the pole. If anything is different about her, or if there's footprints leading away from her, or anything like that. Absolutely. So you see that next to her is a symbol that looks like it's been shed in blood of a lady, of the silhouette of a lady with a crown on her head much like the ones, uh, much like the murders have happened before, but there is no ice knife, no other indicators that suggest foul play in this situation, but the footprints are gone. Are there any other drops of blood around? There are not. In fact, the blood looks quite old and dry. Um, so I was busy enjoying my meal, and you two left, what, or what did you two see? I mean, you obviously made it out in a hurry, did, did you see something? Hi, uh, we've been after a man with some pale blue, almost sparkling blue eyes, and they've been, uh, we thought we saw them, and tried to chase them out the door, I'm sorry we didn't grab you, it was... Kind of a, uh, a rush job there. Um, that's funny. I, that, that sounds like a familiar character. Um, can I make a look over and see if I might see the guy? Yeah, yeah, you can do a perception check, uh, to see if there's anything around you. There's nothing. The footprints just lead to the, uh, lady that has been frozen, tied to the stake, uh, and disappear. You, with the 22, see only an empty street. However, the only odd thing that stands out is an owl that sits atop a perched building, uh, with bright blue eyes, bright white feathers um, uh, and 
a little bit larger than most owls, but uh, just sitting on top of a building, just watching. That's really about the only thing that's in there. Can I try climbing the building? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Before you do, uh, I'm, can we take a break? Yeah. We can okay. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, I'm going to push pause. All right, so we are back from our break. Uh, so, Idana, it sounds like you're getting ready to uh, climb. It sounds after this owl, right? Mm -hmm. Going up the building. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Give me an athletics check as you are climbing up. 20, 30. Nice. 20. So you are able to scale up, and this owl... Uh, looks directly at you um doesn't really do anything just kind of turns its head like an owl would do uh is trying to observe really what you're doing uh you've confronted the owl uh do you have a way to talk to it um i mean with what i am assuming it can probably just understand me um, are these eyes familiar? These eyes look like... Give me a nature check. A nature check. Four. A four with a four. <laughs> it seems like these eyes uh, might be a little bit more... Um, Oh, they might have a little more personality on them than maybe a normal uh, owl would. However, you're unable to make out if it's familiar or anything like that. The owl will hop towards you okay. uh, 10 feet, kind of like a little owl hop. Little bounce? Yeah, a little, uh, little owl bounce. Okay. Okay. I'll just kind of lean down and look at it, kind of tilt my head and say, Are you who I think you are? If so, kind of just nod your head or turn it or something. Give me an indication. The owl flutters its wings kind of side to side a little bit and says, Whoo! Whoo! Okay, okay. Um, not what I was asking for, but that was a reaction. Um, can I just kind of put my arm out and see if it, like, comes to my arm? Like, can I pull out some of my rations and, like, just kind of hold it, like, come here, owl. <laughs> oh, I see her pull her rations out and toss her some of my knucklehead trout fish in my pocket. Oh. So as... Can I try and catch that? Yes, Because I am on a roof? <laughs> yes, please. Uh, that would be an acrobatics. Or no, or a dexterity, or straight up dex, you can if you want. But an acrobatics would probably be better, yeah. So yeah, you're able to catch it, and you're able to present this uh, owl a hefty prize. Um, unfortunately, the owl doesn't take it. The owl looks at you, kind of cocks its head again, flutters its wings, puffs up a little bit, and de-puffs like owls kind of do, and looks at you and says, Do! Do! Okay, so you do know common. 
that's a good start. You, do you know me? Because I think I know you. Or else I just look like a crazy person on a roof talking to an owl. Do, do, the owl says as it kind of hops another five feet closer to you. Lovely, lovely. Um, gods, this is just a weirder situation than I anticipated it being. Um, oh, I don't even know what to say to this bloody bird. Can you, you understand me, correct? The bird looks at you and uh, hops another 10 feet, getting uh, uh, just very, very, very close and almost in your personal space. And the bird flutters its wings a little bit and then kind of sits and perches and looks up at you and says, Do. Do. Okay. All things are due when they come to a real. We take our oh. sacrifices or we dispose of those who get in our way. And then the bird starts to uh, stand up into a humanoid figure. And that oh. humanoid figure stands six feet tall directly in front of you, thin built. It is a muscular man. He looks familiar. You are standing directly on this tower with Sephic. Oh, he does boy. not look... Like, he is actually here, though. There's a little bit of mist that is still blooming in from him. Uh, with an Arcana check, you could probably learn a little bit more. I will try that. Nat 20. Give so, it to me. <laughs> so with the Nat 20, you are able to notice that with this magic that is happening kind of in the same way the Aurea uh, Borealis above you is happening. It is moving in the same way. It is lit kind of in the same way. It seems a little bit ethereal, um, not real, almost atmospheric in a sense. Uh, he looks at you uh, as he starts to materialize uh, and then vanishes beneath before your very eyes and roll me a perception check okay 24 so he appears directly behind you about 10 feet but this time he is fully materialized he has piercing blue eyes and a very large ice knife as he stares directly at you. I can even post a picture I think I have of Sephic. Oh boy. He is, yeah, as you can see, he's got a very long, dark salt and pepper hair, uh, piercing blue eyes like the Aurora Borealis above. He doesn't dress in winter's clothes, and he has a very large ice longsword. Uh... As he stands on this rooftop with you, he takes a few steps closer, and he says, Well, my, my, my. I didn't think you survived. 
You know, it's funny, I didn't think anyone else survived until I started hearing word about you. Um, this is interesting, to say the least. Interesting? I call it how, fate. How did you survive? <laughs> See, that is a story for another time. What I've come to tell you is that if you plan to interfere with any more of these offerings, Oriel and I will deal with you like we've dealt with the others. Okay. See, um... I am not of this world anymore. I am Vernus. I... I have evolved past this human form into something more powerful. Okay. Um that's that's different. Um why? <laughs> All in due time, Idana. All in due time. Please, please, enjoy yourself here. The Frost Maiden is quite merciful when she wants to be, as he takes another couple steps closer to you. Do me or Tobias know that any of this is going on? Or are we just down here? Uh, roll me, uh, you guys can both roll me a perception check. They're not talking very quietly, uh, so I assume you can uh, hear. Yeah, Tobias, you're here. Yeah, just I'm fine. just using my normal speaking voice. Yeah, you both can hear just fine. With the 19 and 12, you are both able to hear this conversation. So, yes, you are able to know that there is somebody up here with Idana. Okay. Um, I will stand my ground, but I will kind of like get myself into a position where I can move if needs be. So, like, just kind of hold myself steady. Okay. Okay. So, as he takes and a just step... just kind of watch him. Uh, as he takes another step closer, uh, now I gotta remember each one of these squares are ten feet. Uh, so he takes another step closer, still about ten feet away. Uh, but uncomfortably close. He sits with his eye sword in hand, and he uh, looks to you as his eyes start to roll to the back of his head, and he says, We bow to she who wears the crown. Let the world shiver with dread. Clad in winter's widest gown, her snow enshrouds the dead. Her fury shreds, but frozen tears, as gray clouds issue forth. Who winds across the wasteland shears, bringing blizzards from the north. Ice-kissed flowers caught mid-bloom, beauty kept in all its grace. Summer's gone to its silent tomb, stilling in her cold embrace. All the world in winter's white, sheathed in sleet and ice, set upon never-ending night, she conjures paradise. Behold her everlasting rhyme, see how it covers all. Weep not for those she traps in time, behind her glacial wall. Sovereign of summer lost, general of winter's war, 
Long live the Queen of Cold and Frost. May she reign forevermore. As he steps forward with his knife swinging at you, you said you had something prepared? She's on the phone right now. Oh, no. No, that I, is uh, just fine. <laughs> I, I would say I, if I heard all this, I'd be like, yes. yeah, yeah. And uh, climbing up up hers, too. Yeah, I imagine yeah. during his little monologue, you have more than enough time to climb up. So, uh, yes, you can both start to move forward. I, um, go ahead. I do not want to climb up. I don't want to climb up. Oh, stay on the ground. You want to stay on the ground? Fair enough. Yes. Okay, okay I'm back. Sorry. Nope, you're fine. I, w I will be attempting to climb up, though. I'll give him a boost. How about that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. works. That yeah. works. A, a little boost to, to throw you up there. I like it. Give me an uh, give me an athletics check if you're throwing him up there, or boosting him up there. Nice. Okay, so with the 14, uh, this dude is just kind of feeling himself. He's definitely full of himself as he's kind of monologuing out here. As you take your friend and you pop him up and you throw him, uh, as you help him gain his footing, uh, and he is able to lift up and stand there and see this dude that is just standing on this rooftop uh, saying uh, his piece about his O'Reel. Uh, Idana, did you catch what he was doing? Uh, no, I did not catch okay. that as my fiance was entering the room. No, Sorry. that's fine. I was I was reading a little. I heard uh, monologuing. Blip. Yep, that's basically what it was. It was a monologue, and then at the very end, he said, "Long live the Ice Queen." Uh, and ice then he lunges at me. And lunges at you. Yep. Yeah. So as he was monologuing, I would have wanted to like have my hand on my blade. Okay. And if he were to, like, come at me, I would just, just block that. Okay. Uh, in, like, a parry sort of way? Or, like, uh, you were preparing an attack and you were getting preparing ready? Preparing an attack. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, roll me the attack, if you would. We're going to get some more appropriate music here. Twenty-three would hit. Yes, absolutely. Do we need to roll initiative? Uh, almost, almost. He, these two got okay. uh, an attack, and then we'll roll into initiative. All right. Get some more interesting music going on here as we kind of pick up the pace a little bit. Twenty-three hits. How much damage are you dealing on to him? Let me see. That is a one d eight plus three. So. Good grief. 11. You did the max you could. I did the max I could. 11 plus uh, your sneak. And then sneak attack since I'm going first. Awesome. That works. Give me one second as I'm doing some math here. Taking 20 damage off of him right away. Damage. Good grief. Just not even playing around with this dude. I like it. I like it. Um... Oops. There we go. I can do math. Um, so as he lunges forward to you, you swing at him. Uh, you hit him, and he takes the damage, looks at you. Uh, and you see that some of it heals back up. 
and he seems a little bit happy to have a bit of a fight on his hands. And he says, oh, I see you've learned to finally use that sword of yours. As he lunges with his ice longsword, uh, two-handed attack, uh, an 18 to hit. Oh, yeah, super hit. Okay, and then he's going to do another one. Oh, yeah, 20 to hit. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah, you're gonna love this. 20? Uh, dirty twenty. You're gonna love okay. what this thing does. Uh, so, oh, dear. Eight, sixteen, original damage. How much? Sixteen. And then he, oh, he rolled terrible. Are you serious? Only six cold that? damage. Come on, Sephic, you can roll better than that. They're level three. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so... I'm already bloodied. Are you? Oof. Yeah. Oh, maybe think about uh, jumping up here. <laughs> uh, let's roll initiative, guys. Actually, I have group initiative. There we go. Oof. So, according to my turn order, Tobias, you rolled a 16. Uh, what would you like to do? Okay, so I want to move. Uh, how tall is this building? This building is about, oh, the average height. Uh, the word that ledges is about 10 feet. Okay. 10 feet where the, uh, yeah, ledges, yeah. Yep. How tall is this building? That building there would be a little bit shorter you could probably get up there at eight feet okay i would like to get on top of that building if possible okay so that how much movement is that 10 oh, so 20 10? 30 yeah 10, i guess 20, not I guess I, can, I guess I can get to there and right to there stuck there okay. okay uh so that's your movement um, you can do another movement on top of it like a dash action i'll allow for you to climb up if you want that to be your action Or do you okay. want to try to attack or do something else? Well, I guess. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to see because I have a reach weapon, but uh, it's only ten feet, and I can't really see him from where I'm at. Right, and he's definitely more than ten feet away. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll use the dash action to get on top of this roof. Okay. So I would like to just hop up here. Yep. Go here, ahead. Up this roof. All right. And uh, that will be. My action. Can I see them now? You chance? can definitely um, see them. Okay. Hey, Donna. What would you like to do? Okay. Um. Let's see. <clears throat> <laughs> this is a little tricky. You were so confident going into this with that first initial uh -huh. blow. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Um, so he's not of this world, so that probably won't work. Um, I am just going to try swinging at him again with my rapier. Okay. So I probably... How... So, hold on. So if I've swung at him with the rapier, I would assume that I'm already closer. Right, that's what I was... That's a five foot. Mm -hmm. Um... 
That was not what I wanted to hit. That was incorrect. There yeah, we go. not a short bow. There you go. 18 does hit. Okay. And then... 14. 10. Ignore the 4, because I can't do... Can I? Hold on, I'm still learning rogue. The sneak I don't attack. You can. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I can, because it's not a sneak. So you just have to have somebody else there, like, in combat and in melee with him, and okay. that'll give you the sneak attack. So as long as there's one more person in melee, but right now you are no sneak attack. I am solo. Okay, so just the 10. And then as a bonus action, I am going to disengage. Smart. So I will take my full 35 feet and just back right up. Try and get him closer to the edge for me. Yeah, I'm coming right here. And that would be the end of my turn. Okay, with the end of that turn, uh, you slash away and you hit him again. Some of it heals back up as you are able to disengage and step away from the action without getting a hit of opportunity as you step away. He takes his action first of Misty Step. And he comes... Uh, no, before he does, he's actually going to come here, which is one movement, Misty Step, over to you. And... Uh -oh. <laughs> so many options. So many options here. Uh... Yeah, he's going to just use his two-handed longsword, ice, or ice longsword, for 15. It does hit. All right. Uh... So he's going to let me pull this back up. Eight. So eight initial damage since it's one attack. Eight. Eight yeah. damage. And then five cold eight. damage. Uh. Hang on. Okay. Yep. You got it. Okay, so he steps there and he slashes down. Uh, yes, correct. Uh, as he slashes down, um, he notices that the ice sword isn't cutting through you like it should. Uh, and a bit of realization comes to him as he realizes who he's in front of now. A little more respect steps to him as he postures up and looks at you up and down and smiles. That brings us to Torvrol, Craghand. I, my first thing I'll do, well, first thing I'll do is uh, I'm going to uh, Channel Divinity, Balm of Peace. Um, and that's, uh, here I'll just post it. Yep. Uh, it allows me to restore 2d6 to somebody plus my wisdom modifier that I can touch and move um, 25 feet without uh, provoking any opportunity attacks. Well, Perfect. nobody to uh, really do that to, but I will give the 2d6 healies. Your, what's your wisdom modifier on top of it? Uh, four. Oh, wow, great. Nice. I'm just going to have to roll 2d6 because yep. I don't have a button port on my sheet. Not a problem. So 12 health is restored to you. And then, as part of this action, I would move my 25 feet 
which I guess would be two squares, well, two and a half squares. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then for my movement, I'll go ahead and use the rest of my 25 feet to move. Essentially, I guess it would be three squares. So that should be 50 total. Okay. Yep. Yep, that's perfect. And that brings us and back. And that will do it for my turn. Awesome. Uh, brings us back to the top of the order. Tobias, you're staring at Sephic as he kind of paid you a little respect with a nod as he straightened up and realized who you were. What are you going to do? I'm uh, going to, as a bonus action for one minute, I'm going to use Giant's Might. Uh, Giant's Might, I can post it into the chat. Yes, please. Uh, gives me on a attack per each turn of mine after 1d6 damage. Okay, perfect. So, I'm going to hit him in his face with my, uh, my harpoon. Alright, let's see it. Oh, no. 11. Does not hit. Ouch. Alright, well. Do you have a multi-attack or extra attack at all? Not yet. That's level 5. Darn. So, that is it. Okay. Um, Idana. Okay. Um. Boy, there's not a lot that I can do. Um, let me see. I will pull out my short bow, and it's got a range of 80 feet, so 10, 10. Yeah, that'll hit. Yep, that would. So I'm pulling out my short bow, and I'm gonna just try and fire at him. Alright. A six does <laughs> nope. not hit. You're, you go through and you aim that <laughs> arrow no. and you shoot and he's able to move out of the way as he now locks eyes to you, the one who just shot at him. Uh, mm -hmm. And he smiles. Uh, anything else you want to do? Um. Golly. Yeah, there's nothing I can really do, honestly. I mean, I'll try and move closer. Okay. Oh, that'll put me like right there. Okay, so you move closer. You're a little bit. You guys are now standing on opposite uh, roofs, staring at each other, two and two, uh, as Sephic is kind of torn in his decision to who to attack. He has this foe in front of him that seems to be resisting some of his ways and his attacks, but yet he's got Yui Donna, who kind of challenged him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what he's going to do. There we go. We'll make it simple. Everyone gets a little bit something. So he's going to use the first oh. <laughs> lock sword. Uh, doesn't hit at all with an eight. Swings down towards you. Uh, standing in front of him, Tobias. Swings down and misses you completely as you're able to step to the side and parry it away. And then uh, he quickly missed his steps for the second time back over to this roof here to you and then he's going mm -hmm. to you swing down with a 17 oh yeah that super hits 
Okay, cool. So he gets. Say that again. Nothing. I apologize. What? Oh, you're, you're, good. you're good. Go ahead. Uh, Wait, so, hold on. Hold yep. on. Hold on. Go ahead. Um. So I've got a thing that's called fancy footwork. Let me see if I can post that in the chat. Yeah, please. Okay. So during my turn, if I make a melee attack against a creature, which I did with my short bow, mm -hmm. uh, oh, this isn't an opportunity attack. Never mind. All right, swing away. Okay. So the 17 does hit. He's going for. Give me one second here as I'm reading. Negative. This. It, it it does not hit. Okay. It uh. That is. Hit. Okay. Uh, no, this one is going to e Idana. Uh, doesn't hit her. Oh, it doesn't. It will hit me. Nope, it hit me instead. Whatever the damage is. Okay. I'm going to use my cloud rune. I'll post it in chat. Yes, please. In addition, when you were a creature, you can see within 30 feet of you is a hit by an attack roll. You can use your reaction to invoke the rune to hit someone different. So I do I okay so it just magically transfers the attacks effects regardless of the yep, attacks range. To, cool. Yep. So I can make it go to me or to Torval, uh, and I will pick me. Okay, that works. And so the 17 doesn't hit. Is that what you're saying? Oh uh, no. So it, so it does hit whatever the damage is it just goes to me okay cool that's what i thought i was just making sure as i was going right. through this here so that is <laughs> that is a five slashing and uh only two cold damage so not bad not bad could be worse and that'll end it for wow. suffix's turn Donna's definitely just standing there in awe, <laughs> like, what just happened? Maybe saved a life. Uh, Probably. Craghand. Quit moving, you slimy son of a bitch. And I will uh, <laughs> uh, step up next to him here, and I'm actually going to do an emboldening bond here. With, between uh, the two of us, uh, uh, Donna. Mm -hmm. And basically, as long as we're within 30 feet of each other, you can add a D4 to your attack roll, ability check, or saving throw. Awesome. Uh, but you can only do it once per turn. Um, and so that's nice. my action. For my bonus action, because that is not a spell, Right. I will cast a spiritual weapon and drop my Scales of Justice on his face. Nice. Scales of Justice. All right, uh, I got to get those back out here. Where did those things go? And they will swing. And make this attack. Four twenty-five. <laughs> Why does it not pop up? Okay. Uh, I'm gonna do. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just gonna do this. 
uh, just ignore this for right now, guys. <laughs> it's a gun. It's a it's a gun. It's a gun, and I don't know why the scales is not allowing me to put it on my screen right now. But <laughs> until then, I'm gonna use a gun until I can figure it out. So the scales just can my spiritual weapon be the gun like forever? <laughs> <laughs> As you pull it out, this nine millimeter comes out half cocked to the side. I love it. <laughs> so yes, a. 25 does hit. Uh, what, how much damage you dealing? Uh, 1d8. Oh, oh, again. oh, I was about to I say. Didn't mean to... I was about to say, you mess him that's, up. I mean, two nat 20s like there, though? That's yeah. dumb. That's not even fair. Uh, so <laughs> I guess I just need to roll it. It doesn't mean it's going to do the damage. But, but, so hey, if you, if you click on spiritual weapon in the actual chat, it will yep. do the damage for you. Like the word spiritual oh, well. weapon. Yep. Yes, it will. Make sure you the one that's not the crit. Gotcha. There you go. 10 uh, force. Perfect. Ten force puts him at the bloodied range. So now Sephic is bloodied. Uh, kind of takes this hit from the spiritual weapon, stands back up, shoulders himself, and postures a uh, postures back a little bit, and looks at you and smiles. And he takes his sword as he grips it tighter in his hands, and he just smiles and says, "Oriel will like this sacrifice of yours." <laughs> uh, that brings us to the top of the turn order to Tobias. Okay. Could I reach him with my hook weapon? You would be... Range of 10 feet. No. Because remember, each square is 10. So you would be pushing back... What is it? That would be 10... At least 30. 20... It's 30. 15 on the map right now. Yeah, so double no, so that, that would be 30. Be 30. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I don't know what I'm gonna do because I am all melee. Uh, I know what I'll do. Um, I'm going to throw the harpoon. Nice. Yep, I'm going to because it's got a range of 60 feet. So I'm going to throw it and try and hit him with the harpoon. Come on, natural 20. Oh my god. <laughs> Ooh. So as you whip this harpoon, excuse uh, me. Bonus action, action surge, so I get a whole other chance to hit him again. Yes, please. Is uh, this is humiliating. Oh, hey. right. Yeah, There's that natural twenty. There we go. Roll that damage. Okay, so roll let me that tell damage. You what I'm gonna do. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm going to use the fire rune real quick. Okay. Which is an extra two D six fire damage on hit. Uh being that it's a crit, that is forty six fire damage. <laughs> and then I also have giant's might, which is an extra one D six with Oh jeez. So it's two D six with that. Alright. So, so yeah, go ahead and <laughs> okay, so, so two. Giant Smite didn't do great. Two. Uh, eight plus three for the crit. Okay. And then I will roll 4d6 for the uh, fire rune. Ten. So. So that's 23. 23 yep. damage. Oh. 
Ooh, he's not looking good. He's not looking good. Give me one second as I do some math here. Oh, man. Yeah. I have no weapon now, though. I am useless. I'm just sitting over here. Is it his turn yet? <laughs> this might no, be his no. last round. Dick. This is my turn. All right, let's do this. Uh, Idana, after seeing Sephic uh, take such a hit after that last go around where he's barely standing up, you can start to see that he is now bleeding a lot in his shirt. This white shirt is now starting to soak up with doesn't seem like uh, a normal red blood, but an old, dried, uh, dark, dark red blood. Kind of like you would see if uh, blood was dried. Uh, like already. coagulated? Yeah, exactly. Exactly blood coagulated. Okay. Um, I'm definitely going to be pulling out my rapier and trying to hit him. Okay. 19, that'll oh, hit. It's... I don't even need that extra d4. I'll save that in case he wants to hit me. So, 10, and I get that sneak attack because I got my buddy next to me. So that is 18 damage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, that is exactly the amount of HP he had no. left. Tell me, how do you kill Sephic? I'm going to just stand there poised with my rapier and just go right for that nasty coagulated heart and just send it straight through his chest, just staring into his eyes, kind of just like almost baring my teeth in anger. <laughs> So as you go through and you pierce his heart and you're able to throw it in, he gives you one last chuckle as he slowly fades out. His body starts to uh, become very loose and glow. Uh, loose in the sense that uh, it becomes limp, is what I meant to say. Uh, becomes limp as he slides off the edge of your rapier onto the ground. The glowing, you see that a spirit forms that is now starting to form in front of you. Uh, let's see here. As the spirit starts to form in front of you, you uh, see mm -hmm. that it is an elf in uh, fur cloak. Uh, the the what do you call it? The spirit is uh, kind of an image of an elf in fur cloaked, uh, long matted hair, very pale features, uh, very pale, pale, pale skin, uh, soft features, and they kind of look at you and they smile and then say. Until we meet again, and then they disappear. We are out of combat. Oh. Jim, what are your thoughts on that? Go ahead. <laughs> that's my kind of negotiations right there. It's all the problems with one whack at a time. Seems like that's what he was interested in. You want to go toss down my uh, my harpoon? Um, yeah, I I can get that for you real quick, and I will climb very easily down the building and hand him his harpoon. Perfect. The end of his and harpoon. And there is 
there's kind of an unnatural way that I climbed down the building, but you know, that's a thing. <laughs> how do you can how do you give me a little more depth of an unnatural way of climbing down a unnatural. building? Unnatural. Like? So usually someone when they climb down a building, they are careful about their footing and how they go about it. And I very easily just make my way down. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just basically almost looks like I'm walking down the side of the building, but not quite. I'm kind of trying to cover that a little bit. All right, that is a very unnatural way of doing it. How are you doing it? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go about the natural way <laughs> and roll an athletics check and try not to fall on my ass. <laughs> That's what I was just about to ask. <laughs> You make it down. Oh, but I'm going to throw my D4 in there. Okay, there you good. go. Good, good. <laughs> I was going to say. 18. And 18, you make it down just fine this way. Uh, you even land on your, what do they call it, the superhero pose, where you're able to land and you're uh, kind of knuckled down. Yeah, the three-point landing, exactly. <laughs> and, and the snow moves around you a little bit and flutters, and it looks pretty badass. <laughs> All right. Show off. <laughs> so now you have defeated Sephic. It is the middle of the night. Uh, you've uh, the person who was in the house of the building that you were in comes out kind of uh, a little bit tired, confused, and looks around and trying to investigate what's going on in their house. Uh, they haven't seen you yet. They're just looking all around the top and to the left side of the building, not to the right. Until they come to the right, they see you, and they kind of startle and they say, can, can I help you? Um, no. Uh, sorry if we disturbed you. Uh, there was a weird bird on your roof that was causing a ruckus, and we took care of it. Well, weird bird what, what what kind of weird bird uh it was it was a strange owl it was it was just making a, a ruckus uh we we got it taken care of though oh ooh. i don't like owls okay well thank you that's uh that's cool <laughs> he goes back um, in his house have a good night <laughs> <laughs> just very nonchalantly like okay this must happen a lot so it's the dales you know things happen in the dales you just kind of get used to the ruckus that happens around. What would you guys like to do at this point? <laughs> Flop into the snow for a second. If I heard him correctly, I think I heard him say we. I don't know that our murder miss murders will stop just because we've stopped him. Um, most likely not. It seems like we are in over our heads. To say the least. I think we could still use some of that information from uh, from our our Torga caravan over there. Maybe we do go ahead and complete. Well, we should complete it anyways. There might be somebody's life depending on it. But uh, go take a look for our lost fellow and uh, see if we can't learn a little bit more about uh, old Blue Eyes. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but. Uh... I'm tired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were going to go to bed, remember? And then we saw... And then we didn't. 
yeah. it gets my blood all up. I get uh, excited. You know, you know how it is. My food's Jewels, probably yeah. been taken. Oh yeah, your your food now is long gone. Yeah. Small price to pay for uh, killing a bastard like that. No kidding. Never thought I'd see him again. Where did you know him from? Um, we we were on the same ship together, the one that your friend was asking about earlier. Um, he was a rather unpleasant individual, and it just seems that he's gotten much more unpleasant, which is rather unfortunate, to say the least. Um, yeah, he, he was never a good guy, so it's, it's not much of a surprise that this sort of thing happened to him, honestly. Mm. Well, uh... Shall we get going? Yeah, yeah. Bedtime. <laughs> Just yeah. out of curiosity, did, uh, me or Donna notice that... Uh, Tobias took less, like, frost damage, or were we too busy with our own shit? Mm, you couldn't notice. Roll, roll perception. Yeah, that's exactly right. Roll a perception. Because you were close enough to notice. Me? <laughs> uh, I like it, but no. Okay. You guys don't even need it. You don't even need it. You guys got this. Uh, yes, you both were clearly able to tell that he took less damage. And even the fact that Sephic kind of respected him a little bit more after realizing he took less damage. Tell me, Tobias, did, did you know Sethic before this? I had no clue who he was, mate. He seemed to uh, kind of respect you a little bit and... I was kind of curious. Maybe, maybe you all had had some run-ins or something. Well, I mean, when a, a man my size grows even larger, you had to respect it. Well, um, speaking of respect, I noticed you did some sort of magic and took a oh, blow for me. The, um, the, the giant stuff. Yeah, I read about that while I was out there fishing. Saw it on some rocks. Uh, good stuff, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it, it definitely, well, most likely saved my life, honestly, so, uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. Um, uh, let, let's get going, it's, it's rather chilly. It is brutally cold out. <laughs> Very laid out. Uh, you are able to make your way back to uh, the inn, the tavern and inn. Um, I'll pull you guys out of this battle map here and put you back to our lovely town map. Uh, you make it back to the inn and uh, you see that all your stuff has been cleared away. Uh, your uh, the guy that's behind the bar is just kind of sitting there with his feet up on the ledge, uh, kind of nodding in and out as people have more or less made their way back into their room. And the only people that are left are those that are cleaning up, and he is tired. Uh, unless there's anything you guys want to interact with or do, uh, you are able to make it up to your rooms. Um, Idana definitely would just be focused on 
getting to bed at this point. Yeah. Perfect. All right, so you guys uh, are able to get to your room. Uh, you uh, fall asleep. And with that, I think we can end it there, guys. I think this is a good stopping point. Do you guys want to say good night to everyone? Good night, viewers and listeners of uh, the Critcast podcast. We'll see yeah. you next Wednesday. Good night yeah. and have a great day or evening or whatever time you listen to this. <laughs> Thank you. They, they, they pretty much covered it. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. Thanks again, guys, for joining us at the Critcast Podcast. We upload every Wednesday. Uh, we hope to see you again next week where we play Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. <laughs> <laughs>